0: Sometimes you have to believe before you can see. Sounds a bit strange, but you have to believe before you can see, because that's what faith is. That's what faith is. Hebrews 11 verse 6 tells us faith is being sure of what we hope for and certain of what we do not see. Hebrews 11 verse 1 tells us without faith it's impossible to please God. Without faith. It's impossible to please God. You can't always trust your eyes. They can deceive you. And in our reading, Paul was warning against being deceived by people who were teaching their own ideas. They were called Gnostics. They taught that spirit was totally good. And flesh and matter was totally evil. Therefore, God is spirit and totally good, and we and the things of the world are matter, and therefore evil. And this belief led to all kinds of wrong thinking about marriage, uh, even about the things we should eat. And worst of all, they couldn't accept that Jesus was fully God and fully man. Because man is totally evil. So how could Jesus be fully God and fully man? The truth is that everything that God created, he created good. God did not create anything that was evil. But the Gnostics came up with all kinds of ideas from their own thinking and myth instead of God's word and truth. That's why Paul warned Timothy to have nothing to do with godless myths and old wives' tales. We still have old wives' tales today that many people believe. And I suppose at one time, back in history, when there wasn't access to doctors as there is today, sometimes, if you're prepared to wait, um, then they had to come up with their own ideas to help. And I'm sure that some of you kids will have heard some of them before. Don't go out without a coat on, you'll catch a cold. Don't go out with wet hair, you'll catch a cold. Cold's a virus and no one ever caught a virus from wet hair. But some are based on truth. I'm not so sure about eat your crusts, it'll make your hair curly. I always ate my crusts. (laughs) I've got a curly beard. (laughs) And eat your fish, it makes you clever. Actually, it does, because fish oils contain omega-3 and omega-6 oils and these essential fatty acids are critical for health, normal growth and development and function of our brain. So there is some truth in that. So eat your fish, kids. But things like don't open an umbrella inside, my mum always said, oh, no, 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 don't open that umbrella inside, why not? You just don't do that. That's just superstition. I don't know where that came from. It's totally rubbish. And I'm sure you will have heard the saying, feed a cold and starve a fever. Who's heard that? Feed a cold and starve a fever. It's actually, originally, that was feed a cold and stave a fever. Do feed yourself when you have a cold, because it helps your body to build the strength it needs to fight off or stave a fever. So it's not feeder a cold, starve a fever, it was feed a cold and stay, keep away a fever. When I was little, if I had a chesty cough, my grandma would make me a vest out of brown paper and smear it with goose fat. And I had to wear it until the cough disappeared. Surprising how quickly I stopped coughing. <laughs> if I had a sore throat, my mum used to get a piece of rag... And a piece of streaky bacon and wrap it up and tie it around my neck. And I kept it on until the sore throat went away. I don't know if it helped with the cough or sore throat, but it certainly kept people away, I can tell you that for sure. Paul was quite right to say, I have nothing to do with old wives' tales. So Paul was encouraging Timothy to warn the believers not to be deceived by men's ideas and thinking, but to stick to the truths of the faith and good teaching. We're in a similar situation today. The scientific ideas and theories of the world are constantly trying to turn people away from the faith and the word of God. And yet, the word of God remains. I think it was Charles Spurgeon who is credited uh, with saying, coining the phrase, God said it, I believe it, That settles it. In preparing this talk, I looked it up on the internet and I couldn't believe the animosity and outright aggression of many people writing on the internet against the whole idea of faith. If something doesn't fall into the way of thinking of the world or it can't be proved, it doesn't exist. Seeing is believing. Isn't it? Let me show you something else. Let me show you something else. (laughs) Sorry, you can't see over there, can you? Alright, does that help? Seeing is believing. Let me show you. What do you see here? I have a nice box with a window. It's like a washing machine. Okay? And then... I have, let's put it back that way, I have a nice silver tube. okay? Now it looks as if there is nothing in here. It looks like that. But this is absolutely full of stuff. Seeing is believing. For instance, if I reach inside this empty tube, then I can pull something out and go like this, (laughs) because seeing is believing. There's nothing in here. And there's still nothing in here. Seeing is believing. There's nothing in there. What do you see? You see nothing. But if I take hold of this and go like this. (laughs) (laughs) Seeing is believing, yeah? Nothing in here. Nothing in here. Nothing in here. But seeing is believing. As I can go in here and I can go like this. Because seeing is believing, isn't it? Uh-uh. <laughs> Thank you for that. Seeing is believing. So you can't always believe. What you see. So if we can't trust what we can see. And we can't trust the great thinking minds of the world. What can we trust? We can trust God. And his never changing word. That's what faith is all about. Some people have a very strange idea of faith. And they think it's like believing in the impossible. Like you could go outside and find a burned out old wreck of a car that's been there for 20 years and if you had enough faith you could sit in that car turn the key and it would start up and you would drive off. If you just had enough faith that's some people's idea of faith that's not faith that's believing in the impossible. Now if God said go outside and you'll find a rusty old car sit in it and it'll start up that might be a different thing because faith Is believing what God says. God said it. I believe it. That settles it. While we were still sinners, Christ died for us. I believe it. I believe it. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son. That whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. I believe it. In the world's thinking, that's rubbish. How can that be right? That an innocent man gets punished for the guilty. That's just not fair. No, it isn't. It isn't fair. But it's just. And God said it. I believe it. That's the end of it. That's faith. You know, I love some of the quotations that we get in some films. I know it's not scripture. But some of them are great and make a lot of sense. We watched Miracle on 34th Street over Christmas. It's a fabulous film. And Santa Claus said this, if you can't accept anything by faith, you are doomed to a life dominated by doubt. If you can't accept anything by faith, You're doomed to a life dominated by doubt, not scripture, but a very sensible and common sense and wise thing to say. I particularly like verse 12 in our reading. You should pay close attention to this, children and young people. Don't let anyone look down on you because you are young, but set an example for the believers in speech, in life, in love, in faith, and in purity. Now, I know in the context that that was written, he isn't actually talking about children. He's talking to Timothy, who was regarded as being young, comparatively. But personally, I believe it does apply to children and young people, and I have found it to be true on many occasions in my experience not wanting to embarrass anyone here, but several years ago we were camping and a huge storm blew up. It was blowing caravans over. And I'd been rushing round outside the tent, setting extra guy ropes and pegging down, and I was sat cross-legged around the storm pole, hanging onto it, and Jean was clinging onto the frame of the tent, and we were getting really concerned. As I said, it, it was actually blowing caravans over. Suddenly, a little voice piped up from inside the bedroom tent. If you would just pray, have faith, and trust God, it would be all right. We did. And it was. Don't let anyone look down on you because you are young. The kicker is, but set an example for the believers in speech, in life, in love, in faith, and purity. Kids, you can set an example for us not quite so young people you can do it when Jesus was talking to the crowd he didn't get a learned Pharisee or somebody who was clever and important to say be like this person he took a child and stood them there and said unless you become like this child you'll never even see the kingdom of heaven kids don't let anyone look down upon you because you're young but set an example You're quite capable of setting an example for us slightly less young people. And to illustrate that point, I'd like to almost finish by reading an account, uh, a true story that happened when a young person did just that. And it goes, one day a professor at a university decided to defy his students. He asked Did God create everything that exists? A student answered bravely, yes, he did. Everything? asked the professor. Yes, everything, answered the student. In that case, said the professor, God also created evil, correct? Because evil exists. To that, the student had no answer and remained in silence. The professor was delighted at the opportunity to prove one more time that God and faith were only a myth. Suddenly, another student raised his hand and asked, ''May I ask you a question, Professor?'' ''Of course,'' was the answer. ''Does cold exist?'' ''Of course,'' answered the professor. ''Did you never feel cold?'' ''Actually, sir,'' said the student, ''cold does not exist. ''According to the studies in physics, cold is the total and complete absence of heat. An object can only be studied if it has and transmits energy and it is the heat of an object that transmits its energy. Without heat, objects are inert and incapable of reacting. But cold does not exist. We created the term cold to explain the lack of heat. And darkness, continued the student. It exists, replied the professor. Again, you're wrong, sir. Darkness is the total absence of light. You can study light and brightness, but not darkness. The prism of nickels shows the variety of different colors in which light can be decomposed according to the longitude of the waves. Darkness is the term we created to explain the total absence of light. And finally, sir, the student asks, evil, sir, does it exist? God did not create evil. Evil is the absence of God in people's hearts. It is the absence of love, humanity and faith. Love and faith are like heat and light. They exist. Their absence leads to evil. Now it was the professor's turn to remain silent. The name of that young student was Albert Einstein. Don't Abandon your faith by being deceived by unbelievers and supposed modern thinking. Cling to the truth of the faith and good teaching and have nothing to do with whole wives' tales. Put your hope in Jesus and finally, no matter how young or old you are, set an example to others in speech, life, love, faith and purity. And I'll finish with one more quote from Professor Dumbledore in harry potter he said the time has come harry but i'm saying the time has come people when we have to choose to do what is right or what is easy faith is being sure of what we hope for certain of what we do not see